This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Somebody brought up something about the Otani contract. We were asking about, hey, how is he going to be able to hit after the surgery? They, they, they brought up the point that he swings left-handed, throws right-handed. The right hand being the bottom hand on the bat is significantly less stressful on your elbow, so hitting will not be an issue for Otani. Yeah, exactly. Another person says, yeah, he has $700 million a year, plus he has his endorsement money. I was in Japan last month. His face is everywhere. I wonder what he is getting for endorsement money. Oh, I bet he's making some bank. Yeah, man. I mean, it is just nuts how good of a player he is. I, I, I mean, you have to say, I mean, I don't know. Babe Ruth did pitch for the Red Sox for a while before he, but when he went to the Yankees, he stopped pitching. He's he just a hitter, right? He was just a hitter. Uh, but outside of that, I don't think you. I mean, he's probably the best player we have ever seen because of the fact that he's a good pitcher and a good hit like a, he's great at both of those positions that's unheard of mm-hmm. just un, especially in today's baseball arguably when babe ruth was around he wasn't playing against the best talent because the negro leagues they weren't allowed to participate and right. arguably that you know had the negro leagues been just integrated with major league baseball at the time i don't think babe ruth would have been as good as he would have been i mean he would have been good but i think he would have faced a lot better competition sure yeah, yeah. so I, that's why the otani thing in this day and age of major league baseball is insane how good he is and that's why it's hard to argue with the money he's getting paid he he's a freak of nature how good he is i mean awesome if he was in the mariner's jersey you guys that would never happen i know <laughs> yeah it would never happen. ever happen i uh, i don't know what the mariners are doing i don't understand i it. don't think they know what they're doing it's it's a little it, it's frustrating to me just as somebody who thinks he knows what's up i don't understand how depoto still has a job nothing against the guy but it's like I'm sorry. Other teams have just had better success, and they fired more general managers. How do you get to stay? Why is it because you are a yes man? That's I, I don't what understand. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, and I don't know anything about what's going on behind the scenes, but it feels like as if like he's doing what the ownership wants him to do. And so, is he the issue, or is the ownership the issue? I've never been a fan of this ownership. I'm not going to lie. Well, in the, I don't think anybody really that's a, a Mariners fan with how how unsuccessful they've been would be right. But what do you do? How do you get rid of them? You can't fire the owners, can you? That, yeah, you kind of wish you could, right? You, or you wish you could call them out in some way to. Uh, and it's still the Nintendo guys, right? I, no, I, I don't even Ninten- know. Does Nintendo still own us, or the head Nintendo think- dude? Uh, and then you got all the ownership people who are involved. Whatever. I and I don't know who those are lately. But it's like, is there any way that we can, I guess, insult them enough for them to go, you are failures. You understand that, right? At least from putting a competitive product on the field. Now, I don't know about the profit margin because they do count that as something as being successful in business. But as far as being a product of success when it comes to putting a winning baseball team on the field, no, you're failures. You are. 
you just you, you really are failures. You've been media. You, you've never been to the World Series. That's a failure. Is it John Stanton the owner? See, yeah, that's I, uh, what it says. But then it's I, I read an article that says Nintendo of America sells the majority of its interests in the Seattle Mariners to the current ownership group, First Avenue Entertainment, retaining oh, only a ten percent so stake. Oh, okay. So Nintendo's no longer the controlling interest. All right, well, I mean, that is a little bit different because I used to be so pissed at how the head Nintendo people just didn't seem to bother them. Yeah. Um, all right, well, I don't know how long... When, when did that happen? When did the, those guys get the... That article says it was dated November 12, 2023. Oh, this just happened? I, wow, I, t- I didn't realize that that major stock shakeup happened. Well, he was appointed the CEO of the team back in 2016. Uh, uh, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, that's the, what it says. Whoever it is. John Stanton. So yeah. heads need to roll. There well, it goes. You know, John Stanton, look. I mean, look, I get from a money standpoint, <laughs> who knows what you are. You probably can laugh all the way. You don't care what I have to say. Oh, he's but, very rich. But you're a baseball failure. You are. You really are. a ba- the, Like the whole, the team is a failure. The fact that they can't find their way to a World Series, it's a failure. Bottom line. And Jerry Tapoto, every time he opens his mouth, is a failure. Yeah, he so, says some really interesting stuff. So, yeah. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say that. I'm letting the Boston in me come out as a fan that's pissed off. It's so ridiculous. I brought it up before. How is it that a team like the Red Sox have won three World Series since 2007, and all those guys that were in charge were fired? Like, they're gone. They're gone. <laughs> but they won a World Series for their team. How are they gone and DePoto is still here? He hasn't even gotten us to a, a, a championship game. He hasn't even gotten us to, to the pennant yet to even try to win it. I don't understand it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's a good time to be a Seattle sports fan, man. Yes, Jocks, Mariners, Kraken. You're right, Steve. I think I'm just bitter about what, everything, how it's all going. Yeah, it's easy when like one of the teams is doing really well, and you can kind of be like, ah, oh, whatever about the Mariners then. You know, or if the Mariners are doing well, like, whatever about the, 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 the Seahawks. But right now, it just seems like, obviously, the Huskies are something to look forward to. But on the professional level, the, 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 some of the main teams are just like, okay, what are we doing? I am very nervous about the Huskies, actually. Well, I mean, I've, I'm I'm afraid we're going to get embarrassed. I hope I, I don't hope, think I hope I'm wrong. I really, the idea is this. I what mean, do I freaking know? I know, and I don't know anything either. But the the big rub for anybody that knows a little bit about college football is that the Pac-12 just never has the kind of talent that some of those other conferences in college mm-hmm. football have, which is why very rarely. You very you don't get to see something like this where actually they they get to be one yeah. of the four fine you know the number two team in the country. I hope they are as good as that is, as opposed to. If they play Texas, and if Texas just rolls over them because Texas was always in a better situation because they you know had more competition, so that meant they were a better team, I hope that doesn't happen. I don't know enough about the game to know, but I'm so afraid of that. You know, that's the last thing you want is to get blown out in the championship game. But the nice thing is we've had several months of just being disappointed by our sports team. So that's at true. this yeah. point, like, really, what do you <laughs> That's a good point. Are you more disappointed by the Kraken or by the Seahawks? Ooh, That's, that's the big question. You know, I'm more, I'm more annoyed by the Seahawks. 
And yeah. I guess annoyed slash disappointed. I'm not happy about what's going on with the Kraken. And honestly, I don't know what's going to make them get better. It does not look good. There just seems like... I like Haxtell. Obviously, last year, I thought he would deserve to be coach of the year for what he was able to do for that team. This year, I don't know what's going on. It's almost like the, the, the Kraken and the Hawks are almost living parallel lives. Like I feel like both coaches have lost their teams. Yeah, I don't know what it is because, like last year, even in their first year when they were this, you know, they des- they were just a crap team. But every game, they still put out their best best skate forward. Like they were still trying. Like it was still exciting hockey to watch. Like there, there was still, they were still fighting the dog even towards the end of the year. This season, man, I'm watching these games and I'm I'm bored. I'm bored watching these players. They don't look like they have that same intensity. And I don't know if it's just that they lost some players that maybe brought that intensity. But the core guys are there. The Yanni Gords, the Tanevs, like the guys that seem to be chippy and annoying to other teams are there. But I'm not feeling that same fight like last season. Yeah, that's what. That's why the Kraken disappoint me more. The Hawks, this kind of happens. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you think they're going to be amazing and they're not. Uh, and I, I didn't expect it to be this bad, unfortunately, with the Hawks. But I still thought it would be like a, like the disappointment of the Hawks I'm used to. I really can't believe how bad the Kraken are compared to what I expected after last year. But that's the problem. I think last year gave us way too high expectations. Yeah, it did. You know, I mean, there was a lot of fluky games that they won. There was a hot goalie that they had that's no longer on the team. Yeah. That really helped them have a great season. I mean, now, I know that Grubauer was great in the playoffs, but... Martin Jones, without that guy, they would have not been a good team last year. He played phenomenal, and we don't have that this year. But also, the people in front of Grubauer, who insert goalie here this season, have just been red rotten. Yeah. So it's not even like, last year the team was playing well, but the goaltending wasn't there. This year, the entire team is not playing well. The goaltending hasn't been the issue. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm not too disappointed because it's season three. Ever for this, this is kind of what they're supposed to so, look like. Really. So I'm not like it's not the end of the world. Whereas with the Seahawks, like think about what was that guy that they made the trade, the defensive guy, Leonard Williams, and everyone's like, oh, you know. And I was excited too. I'm like, oh, this guy's going to fix a lot of the issues. I feel like we've gotten worse since that guy came. I, don't I agree. His, I don't think it's his fault. I agree though, because because I forget who the Niners picked up. That they picked Chase up Chase something, yeah. Chase Young, or yeah. no, no, maybe I got a Chase. Oh, yeah, they picked so up Chase, that guy. Chase guy was doing really from well. the Giants, right? Yeah. The guy from the Giants. Is that no, the, we got the guy. From we the got the guy from the Giants. Yeah, and. And it's the, all I heard yesterday from the announcers was like just how great this guy is. Chase Young, yeah. yeah, Chase Young's been the man, and of course, you know, Christian McCaffrey. Of course, they have a running back that's insane. They still have Kittle, and of course, they just accidentally Debo. and they accidentally just get a, an amazing quarterback that shouldn't be. Yes, you know, it's just like it's just like the the like what wow what happened that the Niners got all of this? I only can think, or are they really good and smart? And their coach is really smart good coaching, and smart, yeah. and their management's good and smart, and the, to, you know that makes me think about Mitch Levy's point that he talked about on Twitter and or so X and all that. Coaching changes need to happen. Yeah, including mm-hmm. maybe it's time to say goodbye to Pete Carroll, like they're saying about Bill Belichick in New England. It's not a good thing. And then we like we like you said, Hackstall also like wait, I know. Oy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
news. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Nerd. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? Nerd Wallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.